Hi and welcome everyone to the I Have a Dream podcast where host Rajan Navani initiates candid conversations with industry leaders and experts to explore their aspirations for India as we enter a golden period. Rajan is the national chairman of CII's Council on Future Businesses, India at 75 and the Artificial Intelligence Task Force and chairman, managing director and CEO of Jet Synthesis. Today's episode features Shraddha Sharma, founder and CEO of Your Story, where she shares her journey of building Your Story from the ground up and her aspirations for India. To find out more, stay tuned. Hi, good afternoon everyone and welcome to this fireside chat with uh, none other than the founder and CEO of Your Story, Shraddha Sharma. Uh, you know, Shraddha, this is a chat that we're going to have to capture your dreams and aspirations for India. And of course, while we are going to do that, we're going to capture your dreams and aspirations for yourself, for your company, you know, for the large number of entrepreneurs who rely on you to project themselves very well. You know, so many, many different aspects. Uh, but just in terms of context, uh, you know, India 75 is probably one of CII's, you know, most visible, one of its longest sustaining initiatives, which commenced back in 2007 and 8, uh, you know, about building a vision for what India can be in 2022, worked across two strong governments, you know, but uh, Prime Minister Modi, when he was the Chief Minister of Gujarat in 2008, you know, ended a conversation that I had and we had had with C.K. Prahlad at that time, and he said, Dili aenge to kare. In 2014, you know, we had uh, vision elements that came up for New India of 2022, and Uh, I think a lot of progress has happened and changed in India over this entire period, uh, you know, and I think what we are now building towards uh, is uh, what we call the Amrit Kal, you know, building for what India can be in the next 25 years. Uh, it's the golden period of India, uh, so to say. But while there are a lot of golden, uh, you know, uh, areas for us to talk and discuss, there will also be a lot of challenges. Uh, there will also be some, you know, quick wins, uh, and I think the idea is to to have a chat and you know, uh, take it from there, you know, as we as we as we move along. I know normally it's the other way around. You are the one <laughs> throwing questions out at people, but uh, today we thought we'd, we'd change roles. But I've always enjoyed and loved your positivity, your your you know, your spirit of never giving up, uh, uh, and I think we're going to see some of those elements. Come out into this conversation as well. So with that, Shraddha, uh, uh, let's let's get started. I mean, I'm not, you know, we we'll keep it conversational, as I said, feel free to to you know uh, to interject and to put that. But you know, as a as a person making an opening statement, right? I mean, we are talking of Gen X, we're talking of youth of India. You know, what is your message to the young people? Rajan, uh, yeah. First and foremost, I have to tell you that. Uh, I have to go and record and and say this that it's very inspiring talking to you because Gen X, Gen Z, Gen Millennium, Gen whatever. I think for me, uh, people like you and especially you know, uh, chairing in this industry body and the young uh, uh, body that you are chairing in CII is reflective of the change, is reflective of the positivity, and is it's reflective of what the future will hold. So yeah, it is. Uh, It is an honor to be talking to you and getting for the first time question uh, on this. What I would like to say to youth and 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 to everyone, and I say that uh, to myself also every day, 
is that we living in an india where anything and everything is possible and possible uh, towards bringing a change to your life to life lives around you and to the country so this you know it is an india of the bestest time like when we were coming out of college at least i remember in my college people were thinking oh let's go to us let's go here and there i would say that today the world and everyone is looking at india and not as you know jaakar we have to do some developmental work india is the land of opportunity and and i feel very privileged honored uh, to be in india i'd love to take holidays across the world but i'd love to be <laughs> in india because it gives you everything india is you know india is what you make it to be india is uh, your belief india is your hope india is your identity india is your madness india is your coolness and india is diversity and then and to me i would say to gen x and and to everyone uh, yeah enjoy and cherish the privilege of being born in this country and being part of this country no i think i think you know it's such an inspiring statement that you said india is to each one you know uh, something that you know will will it will mean something to them as as their journey goes along and we think about this really early in that right and you know i what you rightly said we we've also been working a lot with the gen z's all our new age media uh, you know yes boards and all of that and I, and i think the gen x in india is is definitely one which is you know i think has evolved you know definitely from where we were you know maybe another generation earlier you know with very different skill sets to be able to do so much more you know for themselves but you know your journey shrata itself has been such an inspiring one right you know and and i think it's a great example because you started out you know complimenting me so i'm returning the compliment with <laughs> extra vigor back to you i think what you have achieved as a woman coming from you know but i mean your journey itself is so inspiring you want to share a little bit about that because for a change we are asking you about your journey yeah thanks rajan uh, and i think yeah uh, i would love to call out my journey because today only i was talking to someone that in my journey is the representation of india and the possibility and the possibility that everyone uh, can define their own journeys in this country i come from bihar i come from patna and i grew up in a time when the political environment was very interesting and most of the hindi movies in, uh, were made on the era that i grew up it was very unsafe uh, very uh, difficult for women and of course social media was not as big but there was still news every day about you know women being picked up Uh, things it was the dark period and then that is when when i grew up in patna and in bihar and went to a good school with the hope with the ambition that ek din hoga matlab khud jo bhi sapne hai wo sach honge and i and and you know i can define my own destiny which i did uh, and it also i did it because of the challenges and this is also something i want to call out that you know some of the amazing challenges pain uh, sufferings that come in life also makes you very very uh empowered to make a change like you know you become a very uh beautiful person and and i think that i lived in india with lot of pain and lot of challenges as in at that time went to delhi studied in stephens got into media did you know made things happen for myself and and that happened because i grew up and then lived in an era where there were possibilities to define not my gender not my uh, state of course as biharis you were very ridiculed in delhi and everywhere uh, not my background nothing defined what i did what i performed 
define the trajectory of where I am today. And then that's possible for everyone because I don't want to go into the detail. You'll have a lot of conversations you'll find and a lot of things I've written about and people have written about my journey. But I could just say that it's a very quintessential, painful uh, uh, journey that I've had and a lot of tragedies uh, in life. But I'm so happy for the opportunities that I got all across and I made use of every opportunity and I didn't sleep over the opportunities and I was not the victim that in what I like is that I've not been the victim of my story I always say I'm the heroine of my story and that choice whether you're going to be the victim in your life of what the world does to you or whether you're going to stand up or be the heroine or be the hero of your life story is only up to you and, and, uh, and that's my story and that's why I started your story because I just thought that everyone, everyone should get, you know, that inner meaning, validation and an opportunity to share their story. Because everyone has a beautiful story. It's just that you have to go dig, figure it out. And I started your story in 2008 uh, as a blog in Dubai. And now it's 2014, so 2022. So it's like 14 years and 120,000 stories sold, 12 million people we reach. We have 4 million subscribers. So yeah, it's been a phenomenal and interesting journey. And that could only be possible because I'm living in an India which gave me the opportunity to not be defined by all the boundaries that came, but by the boundaries that I could jump. And I got the opportunities to jump every possible boundaries. Wow. I think, you know, jumping and, and, and listening to stories and being part of other stories as they shape up is such an exciting proposition that probably keeps your energy high and I think that's really what you know one wants to see the Gen Z. India really has to achieve its true position right in the world which is yes. a position of global leadership. It's a youth right it's a young people the next generation of business builders who are going to do that and I think you know Shraddha as you talk to so many of them you know and you discuss stuff uh, with them you know what's the uh, common thread that probably binds them together because there's so many positive stories you'll hear the journeys you know, have you have you come across what is that common thread or you know a few common threads that that tie together large part of the positive stories that come out? You know, Rajan, that's a wonderful question, and I want to call this out in like, and I I think this is the main theme of India of today. What ties a lot of people uh, across the country that one has spoken to and young people is that today, and I was I could say since the last few years. Today, people are not apologetic about what we lack. Today, there's a pride in being Indian. And I think that I would also give credit to the change in the government, the change that we are seeing. Because earlier, you know, you go and then the whole narrative, if you remember, was, oh, what's happening? The, how, when will we build the Google and Facebook from India? But today, you have a Zomato from India. Today, you have a Spiggy of India. Today, you have an Ola of India. And... The, the narrative of XYZ of US or this and that, it is a huge pride in the builders, in the, the young people that we are building ABC of India, not ABC of X and Y of whatever in the world. And that's a very significant change when you start believing that you have, you know, this thing in Hindi, and young people, man, that is happening at ground level. And to me, that is what is bringing all the change. I think, you know, if you look at any point in time, right, uh, we will always find something that unites, you know, Indians. So, 
you know, and also the India 75 journey, it's interesting because we've always looked at it in that light. You know, so if you saw, you know, at the time of freedom, it was freedom that united, you know, uh, people in India to come and, you know, accomplish a massive task, right? Uh, it's not, a ma- it was a massive task. And, you know, people had to give up their lives to make freedom. Yeah. You know, then again, I'm going back to India at 60 when the India 75 movement was starting. And we did the same thing. We talked to hundreds of thousands of people, you know, across different strata and tried to see what connected it. Right? The need for a better livelihood for themselves and the next generation. Right? Connected people from all walks of life. Right? Even even the, the poorest of the poor wanted that. And, and unfortunately, even the richest of the richest wanted still a better livelihood. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it was the, it was, you know, something that was connected. You know, and uniting Indians. And I think what we have pointed out today, we are in 2022, stepping ahead. I think it's the self-confidence of people in India today, especially the youth. The Atmanirvata feeling that we have today as a country is probably uniting us, you know, and strengthening one another. Right? As I said, like what you rightly said, the positive stories, you know, rub off onto one another. Right? I mean, yeah. a few things, yeah. you know, that's how a movement gets built. And you probably are playing a very key role in building that movement, right? People come see your stories, hear you and get inspired and do more and, you know, that, that follows, right? So what, what can we do to kind of accelerate this, you know, I mean, I you know 25 years is far off, but you know, is there something we can do in three years, five years, you know, as a country, as multiple stakeholders, you know, who have a, a role to play in, in, in nation building? Is there something we can do collectively? You know, we, I, I imagine, I think we're doing a lot, but any, I'm taking a leap from what I do. I think we need more frameworks of new everyday heroes because whom do we look up to, whom do we admire? And somewhere there has to be a lot more reference points. And I would say, especially in the context of women also in our country, right? Like for young women, young girls, we need a lot many everyday heroes and we have it we have it in our country but somewhere the celebration like for example i would say when all these uh, national awards are given i think a lot of those awards should also be given from the startup world or from this young new age world who are the because we've always as a country looked up to cricketers we've looked up to uh bollywood and uh film stars and and we have also looked up to uh, the spiritual gurus. I think somewhere we need to create a framework across the country where we start looking at young entrepreneurs and builders and creators, and they get recognized more and more across the country. And the second thing is also the national, like you were in Pune, I'm in Bangalore, references in your localities, in your cities. I think we need to pump that up. And whom we celebrate will give reference points to young people who go to school and college just to say, oh, this is possible. Oh, this is someone to look up to. Because I feel that we always grew up, at least I'm giving my reference, that we always grew up with those limited set of people. And especially if you look at it from a women's leader standpoint, also they're very, very few still. We need to, uh, as a country, as leaders, as individuals, create more frameworks, more people, more reference points for young people to look up to. Yeah, no, and I think, I think, again, young people from all walks of life, you know, even the elderly need to be taken along. So I think inclusive development, I think it's such a key word, right, for India. And I think it remains and continues to be, particularly even when it comes to a gender perspective. Right? Like you said, yeah. Of our country, nearly 50% is still women. And a very productive 
part of the country, you know, and, and I think it's very, very important for us to, to see how that can, you know, move along. But how can digital media, something that you're deeply involved in, you know, uh, help develop a roadmap towards, if you say, an inclusively developed India by 2047, what role can digital media play? I, I feel that they have to, again, I'm going back to, I feel that we still, if you look at digital uh, and if you look at, and I'm giving the references of all the social platforms because they are by far having maximum number of usages, users, uh, still the percentage of women on all these platforms is very, very less. How can we get more young girls and especially from places where I come from, Bihar, UP, you know, this belt to come because still the access when it comes to digital is in the hands of men. And then I think to get an inclusive growth, we see the, the of course, now we have the data usage and everything happening and at, at, at a low cost. So how do we get women uh, access to digital? I think that will really change, really, really change the, uh, the playing field for all of us and really build inclusivity. Because if you look at any number, when it comes to the digital consumption happening by youngers, by women, it's very, very as of today also. So how, how do we make it happen? <laughs> you know, if you look at the Digital India mission, right, it will say you want to create digital infrastructure as a port for every citizen, right? Uh, you know, governance and services on demand and empowerment of every citizen, right? So the, I think the ambition, the wish is all there, right? But it still doesn't happen in, in that manner. Right. So, so where does the fault really lie with the male in society, or uh, you know, or, or what? What can one do, right? What do you, you know, sir? That's an idea. Be open. Yeah, I would love to hear something. You know that. You, you know, I, again, it's a very simple, very very simple. Nothing big we have to do. As I said, that if you are growing up in a household in North Bihar, where uh, you know the world is very very different, still, and in Eastern UP or wherever. I would say that if you create more reference and role models, right? Like today, for example, with due credit, Sheryl Sandberg, lean in, everyone saw her as the icon of women's movement. But then someone in Eastern UP is not going to relate to her, right? Someone is going to relate if you create more frameworks and stories in my Murshidabad, who are the interesting women who've done something interesting. Now, if we can amplify those local stories in local languages and bring more frameworks, then let's get digital validation celebrity so let's make that happen I think that is what we need to do because if you see still today the digital proliferation leads to all these platforms TikTok and the equivalents and everything it's more of entertainment and entertainment is going Boyerism and speculation is going, but we also need to get inspiration to be going to, and and as I said, role models and frameworks to be going to small towns, and I think that will really make the difference at ground level. No, definitely, I think I think that and a lot of those stories you will only tell. <laughs> we will tell together. We'll tell yeah, together. Will tell. Yes, I said. You know, we also deeply engage with that generation, and and you're right. You know, there is no apology. In, in the Gen Zs and the Gen X, which is there. I think it's the baggage from the earlier generations that, that is really needs to get, you know, kind of removed. And, you know, a time like a pandemic has has definitely set back some of the agendas, especially when you read stories about 
you know, more women or more child marriages to women have happened because there was no school, you know, in rural India. I think all these mindsets, you know, need to be, you know, definitely worked at. And probably the India at 100 <laughs> that we are talking, you know, we would not have discussions like this, you know, uh, as, as, as issues in our country, you know, maybe in, in, during this journey. But I think even India 100 is too far for us to wait to see that change happen. But, you know, when you see all these young people uh, using digital, what you rightly said, uh, you know, these stars emerging and, and, and all of that, how, you know, you, you talk one and it was entertaining, right? But, but really, how are they, you know, uh, using technology, uh, you know, to make a lot of this change happen? Or what can we also do, you know, with technology to make some of these changes happen at a faster pace? Do you have any, any thoughts, any ideas, any thinking? Because when we talked of, you know, the developed India, the three pillars, right? Economic strength, technological vitality, and I think a combination of these two at the right stage and scale will give us modern leadership, will bring better governance, right? Your thoughts on how we can really use technology more effectively. You know, Rajan, you had only spoken, if you remember, we had discussed Today, as of today, the advertising spend in India is 35,000 crores and it is going at, I don't know at what number, CAGR, I think it's 12, 20. You know, we are like the fastest uh, uh, growing market when it comes to this time. So if you have 35,000 crores, traditionally, it has gone to Facebook, Google and uh, traditional media. I think the change which is happening that I can be sitting in Patna or Samastipur, mere phone se, I can be a creator, I can be an influencer. And that spend which today the what we have to get more and more brands and advertisers to do is that give the money directly to someone sitting in a I was so in, I was so encouraged to see and depressed a little bit, but encouraged to see a young girl uh, in uh, Dharavi in Mumbai being a creator, dancing and all that. And then she was able to transform her family's life because she was getting so many views and she got advertisers. I think to me, at least from a media, the world I am living in. That to me can be a huge opportunity because traditionally we all grew up with print and TV spend, a certain way of spending to certain film stars and certain cricketers. Today, distribution going to local and brands going to local and empowering them with the uh, spend, I think that's the biggest thing. That, that, that to me is a micro change because one creator getting 10,000 rupees is good enough for the family also to get empowered and encourage them to, you know, have more digital adoption, to have more money, to have more spending power. And, and through a good, strong, solid UPI-led you know, framework, a fintech framework in the country, absolutely. that money your also right away. <laughs> you know, it's not people on how will you collect it and how will you distribute it. And, and I think the world, you know, with, uh, with the way things are moving into Web3, is going to actually, you know, get value to also move around the internet. I think the the methodologies of, of getting livelihoods right, into people uh, is going to be many, very, very different. And I think in that lies the opportunity for what you rightly said, for women and, and young girls to actually come in and, you know, derive that opportunity or play an equal role, if not a larger role in, in, in you know, making some of that. But I think that is definitely a very, you know, exciting uh, part of India that is getting unleashed, you know, especially given that we have such a large population of, of, of young people. And I, yeah. and I think the young taking responsibility for the old, 
uh, is, is going to be again a theme that, you know, uh, has been historically there in India. But do you see something like, like that happening uh, as we move forward? Or what, what's your general thing on fabric in society? You think, you know, uh, how, how are we carrying forward some of the deeper values that we have had as India? You know, while we say India, it's in India, India is thousands of years cultural, you know, country. Right? So how do you see that transition? So Rajan, first I have to call this out. I don't know if you remember when we had met at once, you had and I asked you about your background and, and this. You talked to me about your father, your grandfather. And and then to me that was a measure of you as an individual, as a person, as a professional, because the feelings and the emotions and the caring that you had and then you are doing. To me, that is not I think that you and I and all of us listening, whoever will listen will agree. That I think will change if we change. If this fabric is not going to change, what is going to change, I hope, is and again calling it out, is some of the fluff has to go, right? Like the the drama that we saw with I TV soap operas, I, and that's why I love the OTT world because soap operas perpetuated a lot of misogyny, <laughs> a lot of uh, stereotypes, right? Which actually, if you go to families, inside families, it's maybe not very true. But And then, and that, I hope, will go in a more transparent India, more meritocracy-driven India that will go back to families. But I think definitely young people are going to be far more uh, caring. And they would be tools and uh, avenues to care more. There are so many startups coming up. You know, there's this startup, I forget the name where most of the kids are based in US and they are buying this package to take care of their parents in India, right? So I think that will not change. And, and do you see young people doing a lot more to solve social problems for the country? It was the social entrepreneurship wave, which is there, you know, where, you know, an entrepreneur will get so many more than get, than get a livelihood, right? But also create impact and change on the ground through social entrepreneurship. You Absolutely. See the growth in that. Is there a change? You know, because you've talked to so many new entrepreneurs. Give us a sense I, of what what they are thinking on that. You know, Rajan, this is again a very pertinent point. I'm seeing a lot of youngsters across the country who are thinking about developmental issues, climate change, gender roles, uh, transgender community. So many interesting startups are coming up in this area. There is far more awareness. That, and and you know, young people, I love. The future, I love young people because they question you today. I'm sure most people would agree with me when you have young workforce. They also ask you. They ask you today. Youngsters are not ashamed or apologetic in terms of asking that what are you doing for equal gender rights? What are you doing to promote women leaders? What are you doing for climate? What are you doing to contribute for pandemic? And I think we are today coming and living in an India where, which is far more evolved, young people far more aware, far more evolved, and you know, I'm seeing the age go down. Today, even school kids are asking so many questions, and and, and, and if you ask, uh, we did this, you know, we were thinking of doing kids story at some point, launching kids story, where you give voice to kids. The, the aspiration they have, they all want to be the change maker, and to me that, you know, when we grew up, it was doctors, engineers, or something, something. But today, everyone wants to be a change maker. Of course, they also want to be influencers. And to me, that's hopeful. Because people are thinking about sustainability and all these questions, which we did 
we were thinking about making money getting a job getting some security uh, so yeah that's definitely a change in india tell me about it my two daughters 16 and 19 you know the way they attack me on so many issues <laughs> you know and they actually very articulate to say that you know what kind of a world are you living in right what kind of a environment we had right so we want to go there we want to be able to you know change that and and, and make things happen but in terms of issues shrata you know which are the top of the mind issues that you see right because in india we have so many prioritization you know the issues but where do you see largest number of entrepreneurs in this sector coming out to solve problems and where can we accelerate as a country you know if we have to directionally look at more entrepreneurship more stories more innovation coming out you know in the social sectors which ones do you think you know are 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 more high i think rajan we are not doing enough but we have to do enough and 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 hopefully have a climate fund because as as today the pandemic has shown us more clearly that we are all part of the world so we can't the world can't live amazingly humans can't live amazingly unless we countries with with the kind of population we have take get very actively into climate change and and then sustainability around that be it water be it reforestation we have to look at it very very and be it clean energy so i see there's a huge opportunity and i want to call this out that government has also in the last uh, a few years taken a lot of measures to promote electric to promote green uh, technologies but we need to do more in that direction uh, because uh, uh, the humanity hinges now more than ever you know we can't afford pandemic again and again so we will have to invest in climate and anything to do with climate and sustainability one second i would say that again uh, from a future standpoint i still feel there is so much of inequality when it comes to health and again i was speaking to someone in the government and they have come up with a lot of uh, schemes and policies but i just think that we still need to solve for 1.4 billion people now when it comes to health because affordability the divide has grown the affordability for specialized healthcare is with very few and uh, last i was speaking to some doctors in oncology uh, doing cancer treatment for poor is still not you know there's so many things i'm just giving this as an example because it costs a certain number and and then somewhere when public Uh, uh surgeries are done, like you know in the government hospital it's done it's still not done with that kind of care so the cancers recur uh, so those are things that we still at ground level need to solve and last but not the least i would say i'm a firm believer that education should uh be accessible to all and the the cost of learning should not keep on increasing and it is it is again there is a huge divide going so how do we get good education accessible because see people like me i hear rajan having this conversation with you then with the back, with the kind of background i come from is just because of my education how do we create more of people like me and and that will only get created if there is uh, education is accessible yeah so one is one is creating more of you and second is to make you last forever Right, so we are making that happen, right? <laughs> so if you see new technologies that are driving the future of the world, you know, your you will continue to live on maybe two hundred years, three hundred years, while they will be great for the world. But you know, we are going to have to deal with other challenges. We'll never probably make homes on Mars and and other places. <laughs> the future is exciting, right? And we have 
visionary leaders around the world you know who are making that happen and they, they all come from this youth mindset of challenging the status quo not accepting you know what is there today you know as enough right wanting yes but you know the spirit what you you know specifically mentioned and i think that's what's going to probably drive us <laughs> in a you know in a you know in a fast you know kind of a bullet express on our way to 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 india and 100 but you know why we are going to do that we are going to face some bumps and challenges you know and and again you know a journey of 25 years which is multi stakeholder in a democratic country like india with non negotiables like what you rightly said affordability skill you know social equity you know we're going to have to transition that right so if you were in in, in a position to influence that right what would you do over the next 100 days what would shraddha sharma's 100 day plan look like make education uh, for certain income group free and especially for girls child make it free across the country uh, i would do that i will make sure that education and and girls get to school Uh, and and how do we make we will if we reduce the cost if we make it uh, accessible if we create the environment so i would do that i'll just focus on that because i always i believe that if you empower a girl child if you may you know if you make us create a strong girl at home you create a strong family and you create a strong society and you create a strong country so i'll just focus and do that because then the girls will take care of them yeah. well a girl a girl is also the creator of man Ajahn, I also have to call out, and I want to because I don't think so. We do a good enough job to call out people like you, men like you, because the conversation is not binary. Because sometimes it becomes. I think people like you are create equal in your conduct and all that, and we hope more leaders and everyone watching. But the change will only come when every uh, one starts conducting. And I have to call out people who conduct themselves like. Like it's an equal, create an equal playground, and you do. You know, thank you for your kind words, but you know, I genuinely believe that you know uh, the power of the woman is going to shape the future of India, actually the future of the world, and I genuinely believe it. And actually, I jokingly tell everyone, you know, I'm born, I'm born on April March, right? And I say <laughs> yeah, International Women's Day after I was born, maybe for some reason. Not that it was International Women's Day, I was born on it. So, so no, but. <laughs> Even the power of the woman and her ability to write not only shape, you know, all of us have been shaped by the mother, you know, the yes. woman, and and we always talk the home is you know so it shapes society, right? Values, culture, and we've had a rich tradition in India. Like today, the world is 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 benefiting from what India has created. I mean, yeah, oh, you see wellness, you see mindfulness, you see yoga, right? People are using Indian techniques, you know, Ayurveda to change and transform the way they live. Right? and we as a country i think somewhere miss out on recognizing our own true power right i and i and i think you know these stories also maybe shraddha something that you should you know tell so my absolutely first to you is going to be that you know after this you know the india at 100 stories right from successful entrepreneurs if you can you know capture 
them and more than you know capture their thoughts is actually get them to commit to shape and build that i think that's important right because all of us i think that's the one role you we cii all stakeholders can play together is to get people to say you know count me in right i'm going yeah. to make this happen right so really moving from you know the success story so far i like to say success to significance you know and kind of inspire them that you can really roll you know lead a significant life by really making sure that you're contributing you know uh, by by investing in shaping that so i think that could be a very exciting uh, direction even for your story <laughs> done <laughs> so that <laughs> done more stories for you you know as we as we move forward so with you the problem is we can keep chatting uh, but the questions that you know some of the people who are here and you know we also the group here is 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 it's invested in the future but more than that as i said this is going to really capture the imaginations of all people in india and the diaspora globally but one of the questions that is there for you is currently startups are mainly focused on transforming services of different types however their role in manufacturing innovation patents in india particularly is nascent how do we enable that further you know that's a million that's a billion dollar question <laughs> we have to ask people like rajan namani let me question back you know i feel it would happen if uh, the investments if you see in the last 10 years last two years last four years have gone more on digital because the returns also for people putting that kind of capital is faster manufacturing requires a lot more investment and a lot more uh, a longer gestation period and that kind of investment has to come from public and private partnerships and 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 creating uh, that kind of capital because vc money and all these if you see they have a 5 year 8 year 10 year max life cycle and manufacturing takes a longer time it's a long term play so we will have to create that kind of enduring capital and then government would have to invest private public partnership to invest in innovation coming in manufacturing sector and and that i think we will start seeing hopefully now because the the building blocks of infrastructure digital also has happened so to get manufacturing to be more effective as rajin was also saying a lot of uh, 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 technology will come in play and then when technology comes then hopefully we will get capital to come in play yeah but it's not there right now so and, and you know since you touched upon capital i think you get a good sense is there a lot of domestic capital coming into startups absolutely Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gopal Shrinivasan. <laughs> He's an active proponent. <laughs> yeah, many, many, many like him and others are actually building these, you know, strong uh, ecosystems where Indian family offices and others are able to now invest better yeah. in Indian startups. Right? I think, I think that is also going to fuel, you know, some of the causes that probably will matter to India in the long term, and maybe some of that. Have, capital could get more patient as what you rightly said to to see outcomes in manufacturing that could probably take you know a little longer yeah but i i i see that coming and i mean even manufacturing is getting so disrupted today you know with uh, you know with 3d printing and so many other changes iot like, iot, IOT. <laughs> digital twins and you know so many things that are happening on the shop floor you know that's going to change so i think huge opportunity for for innovation You know, another question again, which involves youth, is is how do you envision the youth participating, you know, in volunteering for the country? I mean, and how do we enable them not in metro cities but in tier two, tier three cities? Are people, you know, ready to volunteer without getting something back? 
yes yes i i feel the call the if the purpose is exciting enough if the purpose talks to them then youth are voluntary and 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 doing a lot of interesting things uh, in fact in bangla just to give an example yes. there is this uh, portfolio garden there the bunch of guys who go and fill portfolios so they don't they depend on the government because all of us you know when we hit a portfolio then we crave and sulk and put on social media but nothing happens next day also the same portfolio is there so these youngsters they said that okay we're going to make a change and we'll go at night and uh, and, and and change and and fill the portfolio and volunteers come and young volunteers come in different parts of the uh, city to do that and i feel it's just about how clearly if you call for your purpose to get people to be involved then they will especially from small towns and cities uh, you know there's someone who just called me and said that listen for free i will help you uh, uh, build your wikipedia page because the last one is not uh, fully done and i said listen are you going to charge money he said no i just want to learn and talk and interact so there are lots of opportunities just call out uh, uh, what you want to do and what you want to achieve and you will get people to join yeah no i think i think huge merit in in being able to you know create the opportunities and the passionate causes you know for for people to come and uh, volunteer you know i think i think the other other question that has also come up to you is that what is your aspiration for the startup ecosystem in india in 2047 and the two enablers needed to to make that happen <laughs> <laughs> we should have thousand unicorns we should have a million startups in the country and these startups should not be situated in bengaluru delhi mumbai chennai pune they should be coming from small towns they should be coming from a samastipur mushad mushidabad bareilly uh, uh not all these places how do what is required uh, we all have to take responsibility whoever achieves a certain number a certain scale has to say that listen i am going to go and invest or i am going to go and create or i am going to just do as simple as uh, you know say, take a trip once a year in this small town and this city or in this place and go and have a conversation i think we can't rely for everything on the government i think it's very unfair because india is 1.4 billion people we have so many challenges so many things to do now people who have arrived or have achieved a certain success like rajan was saying for significance we will have to create a framework where people who have achieved a certain scale in the startup and today we have a lot of phenomenal startup story scale success they will have to go and 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 participate in that growth story and that's my hope and that's my vision and i yeah and i'm committed to enable to do that to for it to happen and more women startup founders than others just adding Absolutely. to your <laughs> which you missed out <laughs> but but you know I, i think i think that's a that's such a again an important and powerful uh, you know uh, to, to to do it and actually there's a question that's a little damp now but you know we'll take it because We'll end with a positive note. Is how do we address the issue of the mass layoff that startups are starting to do right now? Is that real? What do you think? Do you think it's it's uh, you must have seen these cycles before also. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Hindi. We say "vidhi ka vidhan." When money comes so quickly and so much, so you know they should 
I have always seen life and life and startups and anything is a very great leveler. Anything that comes very fast also has tendencies of going very fast. And uh, uh, this has happened. This is not the first time I'm seeing it. This is the third time I'm seeing it. Uh, and uh, what I would say is that this will continue. I I think I don't want to be uh, a bad. You know, this has been a very positive conversation. But I think next two months would be very tough, and there would be more layoffs. There would be more news like this when the rationalization and correction happens, because we all have to accept that the kind of money, the kind of valuation, the kind of expectations, the kind of returns, expectation, all that happened was insane in the last two years. We were all celebrating, but it comes at a cost. And this is not just an India phenomena. This is happening in US. This is happening across the world. So yeah, we are also part of this. The inflation is high. <laughs> the, the spends are going to be a little curtailed, but it gets okay. The only thing I can tell is that I don't know, but this will continue. Uh, but then it will get Okay, it will get corrected and people who are laid off shouldn't even worry because if you're good, if you have merit, there's a lot of opportunities and you'll find a good home, a good place or maybe just start up. And we will all come out stronger from something like this at the end. Absolutely. Of the that's, Absolutely. Uh, that's the spirit, you know. And, and uh, to, to end with this, it's been such a lovely conversation. As I said, we can keep going on. You know, if you have to say... I have a dream for India. I'm trying to put you into a politic spot or whatever. But do you want to share your dream for India? Like, you know, Jawaharlal Nehru shared his dream. (laughs) I have a dream for India where every girl, every woman has a voice. Uh, And she's not scared. She's not scared to walk at night. She's not scared to express herself. She's not scared or apologetic about anything. She's cherished, she's loved uh, and she feels that this is equally and strongly my country as a man or as anyone else. Yeah. And and I am seeing that India come through and we all have to participate in making that dream come true. And you know the best part is, Shraddha, you are the reality of your own dream. <laughs> <laughs> what better an example than that, right? Such a lovely conversation. I mean, as I said, go on, but you know, it's been exciting and engaging and, and I and I really want us to, to see how we can create more stories, you know, around uh, this positivity for what India can become. I think a golden period has started, you know, the Amit Khan, and we're going to just see a stronger and more vibrant India from here on. And we'll we'll all work together to see how to do that. So again, thanks a lot for your time and thanks for sharing such a inspiring and insightful uh, you know, anecdotes and conversations uh, on on this subject of our road to India. Thanks. Thank you, Rajan. You are uh, always very inspiring. I really love talking to you. You have such a good energy about you. Thank Likewise. you. Thank you so much. Adoration is mutual. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. This was Shraddha Sharma, founder and CEO of Your Story, in an insightful conversation with host Rajan Navani, where she shared how her journey is the representation of India and everyone who wants to build their own path from ground level. With a lot of pride and hope, she calls out to the youth of India to create their stories and share them with the world. A big hand to Shraddha for letting us in on her journey and for being 
a true inspiration for many. Also, thanks to all our listeners for tuning into the I Have a Dream podcast. Stay tuned for more conversations where we explore what India has overcome and what India can do to become a strong leader as we enter a golden period.